And welcome back to a little bit of Comics Corner. It's been, uh, I don't know, maybe, what, like a week hiatus here? Yeah, from the from the network. From the network. We took a little break. We took a little breaky poo. It's a reset time. I did a little spring cleaning. We're fucking out here spring We're running it, dude. It's June. Well, it's oh, spring to me. It's not summer until, what, the 22nd? Exactly, right? dude. Okay. I go right at the tail end spring cleaning. All right, fair enough. Because then summer, very clean. Yeah, uh, clean boy summer. Clean boy summer. But, yeah, I'm excited to get back to it. We've had premiere of Loki. We've been reading some new stuff. We just got a couple good, solid little topics to talk about and just jump, dip those toes back in that public pool with your jean shorts on. Oh, uh, are the public pools open? I think I saw Madison pools open. Yeah, I think we're like, it's back in the swing of everything right now. It's pretty cool. I went to like an electronic show the other night. It was mostly like drum and bass music at Avenue Tap House. Shout oh. out, Lakewood. Okay. And man, it was just so cool to see people on the dance floor again and comfortable and people, I mean, people were being very close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing though. People it's, did kind of distance a little bit though because it wasn't a packed house. Yeah, it Could is. Could have more people there, but still It's very nice fun. that things are back and open. It is kind of funny. The, uh, as soon as like one person says it's open, everyone's just like, all right, we're back, whatever. It's like people who did care a lot all of a sudden are like really happy to be like back posting on Instagram to be like, finally back out to to brunch again and you're like i've been out to brunch 200 times oh they've all been going <laughs> i can tell you my br- I, brunch shift is our busiest shift of the week and it's been that way for like i mean we reopened in july after the lockdown and uh since it, then. ever since like, like all yeah like mid-august i'd say it's busy every you know patio and all that jazz but, uh, oh no people have been going out to eat <laughs> yeah people are but we're back and that means the podcast is back in full swing. We're back. That's like our, you know, we're our slogan. We're back. We're back. Welcome back. Um, what do you want to get into? Let me know. So surprisingly, I have not seen Loki. Right. But My, you're pretty informed. I'm very informed on what's happening. My TV, the, the coolest way for a TV to break is when the volume just no longer is able to be adjusted. And it's just that like... Just a quiet enough level that if you're laying there silently, it's pretty hearable. But even if you're eating chips, right? To, ice cream potentially too loud somehow. <laughs> so I got to get a new TV. Right. Well, you know, it's good that you don't live right next to a busy street where you hear a lot of cars drive by. Yeah. And especially now that it's nice out, uh, the street also doubles as. A venue for fireworks. Yeah, I heard some last night. Um, so we do a ton of street racing around here, which is very, very cool. The bar across the street, I'm pretty sure, is already... They've passed the policy there where it's just 4 a.m. Oh. You just rock out. Um, They're always ahead of the curve over... Yeah, we're, we're not, always... We won't, we won't name names. Yeah, we're always very ahead of the times here in the neighborhood. <laughs> and then also... Just kind of like a uh, okie doke saloon of just gunfights and, you know. You're in gunshots? Oh, there's always the game of is this a gunshot or is this someone blowing off a singular M80? Right. So it's summertime and I just let it be. 
You know, you can't. Yeah. Sometimes you, there's a scream afterwards. Sometimes there's not. You worry about every loud noise thinking it's a gunshot. You're never going to get to bed. Amen to that. And I'll tell you that right now. Sometimes you just go, hey, maybe that's a couple of kids having some fun. Shooting off a couple uh, M1000 somewhere. Just zoom tight. And on to that, let's get into some comic stuff. What, um, what's been shaking with Loki? All right. So my man Loki. Mm-hmm. Tom Hundleson. We're talking about a little time variant version, which everyone's familiar with from Endgame when he snatches up the Tesseract and dips out. So, yeah. And I'm you... glad they touched back on that because when I first saw it, I'm like, I want to know what's going on there. Yeah, I think that that scene was not lost on people, but I don't, I think people were like, I don't really know what happened. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. Especially because they're taking Loki from Avengers 1 and the character development from Loki Avengers 1 to him in Endgame or not Endgame um Infinity War it's like those are two totally different characters where he like sacrifices himself he has redemption even him in Ragnarok he yeah. is kind of be almost Becoming a better, more of an anti-hero. The best version of himself before he gets strangled to death. Exactly. So the one that goes back in time is the one that's still like telling motherfuckers to bow, baby. Yes. Kiss the rings. Yeah. I am Loki, god of mischief. Yeah. There's a. I mean, there really is some great dialogue between him and Owen Wilson in that first episode. You. You do kind of realize why Loki is so mad because. He is like the god of the dumbest thing ever. Mischief? Yeah, like which they also Th- make fun Thor's of. Thor's the god of thunder. Your mischief is just like it's not even a real tangible thing. I'm sure I mean that was probably something like <laughs> at the time Stan Lee was like, "Oh yeah, let's let's Yeah, go. that's Oh, wait, no, but that is real mythical It folklore. is. Yeah, so it's okay. a real thing. It's just But it, but that was that was the one myth that Stan was like, "We need that. That's what we need." That is Thor's brother right there. Someone was reading a Norse book, and he's like, whoa, Thor, Loki. Yeah, I could steal both these. Real quick side note, with Thor's costume, there's like a whole debate about like the circles on his chest and like what they are. And basically, like and the nerds debate this like left and right, and it's hilarious. But like they pretty much just uh, gathered that at the end of the day, all it was was like, I think Jack Kirby was like, oh, yeah, I saw it on like an opera singer or something, and I thought it was cool. So I just drew circles. A thousand percent. That is how... Both those dudes, especially at that time, were just like, yeah, we're just making these up. <laughs> we're making up hundreds of characters right now. If someone has a idea, I bet there has been a version. If there's an animal, there's been that animal plus the word man or woman behind it. It's like there's been a flamingo man at some point, I'm sure. Oh, that, that's a good idea. If not, I'm going to get on the wikis. If not, we might I be honest. I think something. there is a flamingo and this is almost sad because I did pull that out of midair, but but you know I'm pretty sure there's a character from Batman who's called the Flamingo, that is a fucking weird assassin I like who I want to say he does something sexual to his victims before or after. Really? Yeah, he's got a weird. Batman's always like trying to push the envelope and like. Law and Order SVU got big, so they were like, let's throw a couple uh Let's kink it up a little let's bit. Let's kink it up in here. <laughs> Kevin Smith was like, so anyway, I got it. Right. I'll draw, let's draw his penis. Well, I'm going to do some in, uh, research on Flamingo. But um, Owen Wilson, 
Shining star. Popped I right heard. up. I've seen this dude. I know who this dude is. And this is going to be the cover photo for the episode. The Flamingo. All right. Sorry to steal thunder from Loki. But anyways, there, like I said, there's some great conversations between him and Owen Wilson. And he does kind of actually totally show like his, by the end of the episode, it shows his vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that like, oh, well, I do bad things, you know, basically for attention. Yeah. Or, or because I have to play the role of the villain. You know, he's convinced himself for so long. I'm the big baddie that he has to like buy into that illusion when he really like he's conflicted. It's a good kid. It's a great character arc. So. I mean, when you make your child the god of mischief, what do you expect? What is one to do? Yeah. Why? Uh, god of trees. Yeah. He's fine. So, and also to catch anyone up to speed, we're talking. About, I feel like I'm going to assume most people have seen it, but spoilers. You know, he gets snatched up by these time varying authorities, Loki, at the beginning of the episode. Time cops. The time cops. So, and it's. I don't know if you watched Future Man, but it gave me a, like, a lot of Future Man vibes. I didn't watch Future Man. It. I feel like. Did that end up being kind of like a cult classic for some people? Yeah, I mean, it's it was so first season great, second season was kind of weird, and then the third season is where they do this time variant stuff, very similar concept. Um, they are in trouble because they've been traveling through time too much, and they're fucked up. There's Who's all these in that timeline splitting off. So it's the kid from, and I always forget his name, a- Hunger Games. He's like the main kid alongside Jennifer hmm. Lawrence. I don't know his name. Interesting. I feel I'm- like his name's Josh something because his name in the show is Josh Futterman, and I think it's the same concept but then two like no name actor kind of people but that are actually really good they're like the two main characters uh wolf and um what's it tiger wow <laughs> well it's it's based off like a cheesy video game that's the whole concept but anyways gotcha. and then seth rogan is actually a producer of the show and then he shows up in the third season and he is basically it, it takes a really interesting turn where like they're in this like jail quote unquote in the future it's like the year i don't know three thousand or something and they're like, why are we here? You know, oh, well, you're in trouble because you were fucking up time. Like, and yeah. their punishment is they have to go. And that's this is where it gets wild in the third season. The third season, they're like on this like game show where they're like, they have to compete because they've committed these crimes. And now they're basically entertainment slaves. I was going to say, I do think I saw part of that third season. Yeah. But um, question about Owen Wilson in it is how's his character on, is he kind of the straight man? Is he houses like because he's such he usually plays such a comedic role. Yes. But I know he does have more drama or like serious acting chops. Yes. But it's like I feel like for this role, he you kind of don't want to push it too hard on being like a comedy. Yes. Well, the best way I can put it and he's always been kind of this way. It is it's very deadpan. Yeah. The humor. And it's and yeah, he and he treads that line very well where he is doing some good acting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. Because that's that's why we love these this Marvel franchise. I mean, people do a good job putting on these performances. Um, now that we are in spoiler mode, right? Do we learn of any other baddies? So basically, all the one we know about is kind of this person. It's very much a quid pro quo relationship with Owen Wilson and Loki's character, or vice versa, I should say. Yeah. Um, he is looking for this one variant who they haven't caught when someone's a fugitive of time uh have you they call them a variant yeah because they're a version that they're that's not supposed to be running around and they come to find out well near the end he's like i could use your help loki you know and you could help me track this guy kind of deal <laughs> so almost like a silence of the lambs thing or whatever so we do have and then yeah so but they and then you find out who it is and it, it she goes oh i'm tracking you it's a different it's a different variant of it's, you okay so that's what i was under the impression of thinking that we were going to get a season of Loki essentially tracking 
multiple variants of mm-hmm. Loki. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Well, um, because they already there's already one. Well, they it's like a flashback they do. Okay. Which is really cool. You read about the DB Cooper thing they do. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I, I, that was just a cool, fun little nugget they threw in there, and they make the joke. Oh, it was a it was a bet. You know, Thor made a bet with me, and that's the only reason we did it. Kind of deal. Oh, I see. Just to like just to fuck with people, basically, <laughs> or to see if he could do it. You know, get the yeah. money and parachute off the plane. I mean, I, see, that's what the good part about this show is. It's our first Marvel show that wasn't directly affected by pandemic. Mm-hmm. So obviously they still, you know, had protocol and blah, 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 blah. But ideally, I think we were supposed to have Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to have Black Widow, yeah. then Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then WandaVision. Is the Black Widow movie out yet? Can I go see that mm, somewhere? That I don't know. I don't think so. It should be soon, though. I was starting I to I want to say June 18th, maybe. Sounds like a day. That is a day. That's this Friday. And... I pulled that day out. Guess what? When movies come out, Friday. <laughs> so very possible that this week um, you can see. I would probably go back to the theater for that. I've been doing everything else. That's like literally the one thing I haven't gone back to doing yet. Yeah, and honestly, a theater seems like it's the most chill spot. Mm-hmm. It's here's my only thing: just vent this air out of these theaters. Well, that's kind of. I heard that's what the planes did. Planes like changed their airflow system. That's how they got a bunch of money to do it from like, yeah. the government or whatever. I mean, that seems like logical to me. But did you see any Easter eggs? So the big thing is not even an Easter egg, but there, so you see the Infinity Stones. I heard the new thing about the Infinity Stones. Yeah, so maybe you clicked the article that I didn't because I was like, ah, I don't care. And I hadn't seen the episode yet, so I already yeah. felt like I saw a spoiler. But basically when they show them in the episode, they just mentioned like, oh, yeah, they're useless here because magic doesn't work in this. And by the way, the little – I can't remember what they call the – place where they are where this tva is located yeah but it's a very cool futuristic looking city yeah it's i've fucked. and loki thinks it's all an illusion because he's the god of mischief and that's that's his shtick is yeah doing he's these like tricks. i would fake this yeah why haven't you so that's definitely something if i had to throw out just a blatant theory i think yeah it all, it all is smoke and mirrors but i could be completely wrong i was gonna say i know in the comics that that's fairly accurate to what that looks like um, so what did you read about the stones? Was there anything more deeper meaning to it? So basically with the stones is if they've been getting pulled out of like a timeline, once they're like out of the timeline and in this kind of pur- not purgatory, this kind of no man's land of where the TVA is sanctioned like outside of time, is once they get in that realm, they're basically useless. They, yes. Because now the timeline they were a part of has like fallen through, and it's like they're destroying those timelines as they are pulling people out of them and essentially trying to fix or get rid of this timeline before it becomes permanent, right? Right. So it's like, yeah, pulling a stone out that came from like one – one timeline to another, or that starts a new timeline, once they pull it out, it basically depowers it. Yeah, so, I mean, they even say in the episode, they're like, oh, yeah, magic doesn't work here. Like, don't yeah. even try it. Yeah, don't they, even think about it. Well, because I guess they made the joke of, you know, yeah, some people use them as, like, paperweights. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're pretty cool. That, okay, so that character, the dopey, like, front desk guy, was actually really funny on the show. Okay. And so when they first show up, you know, they have to 
he has to check in his belongings, like jail. So he gives yeah. him the Tesseract. He goes, what's this thing? And he goes, it's the Tesseract. And he goes, sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's great. I l- that's what I'm, like, excited for about that show is I think it's going to have a good mix of enough comedy that everyone can kind of sink their teeth into and have fun with it. But it does have a big enough storyline. And I think this storyline's going to have the most serious long-term effect on the MCU out of all the shows we've seen thus far. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're already, you know, the fact that it's time travel related, uh, again, I should say, uh, is leads to the, there's going to be ripple effects. There, I think there's going to be ripple effects. I think it's, we're getting introduced in like a, we get to walk into the shallow end of time travel like a little bit deeper from where we were. Yeah, not quite as dense as Endgame. And, but I I like it because all of these things are kind of working together to build this understanding of timeline. First, we got time travel. Then time travel is used to explain alternate universes. Then the alternate universes will be explained probably in Doctor Strange 2, where all of a sudden now people are jumping out of these universes I think Spider-Man 3 is also going to be a huge part of that because I think Loki's going to break time a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to get our Spider-Man 3 movie that has three Spider-Men in it. Yes. As well as a whole bunch of other fucking people. And Alfred Montoya. What is it, Montoya? Alfred. Fuck. It's not Montoya. I forget what his last name is. He's but the man, though. Yeah, the guy's come, Dr. Octopus is coming back. Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. I actually just want Alfred to re- reprise his Alfred role. Alfred Molina. Molina. I want him to reprise his role in uh, Boogie Nights where he's just the fucking coked up drug dealer in nothing yes. but a silk robe and his, and his, uh, his whitey tighties and a gun. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see the actual repercussions from the timeline being fucked up in that Spider-Man movie. And then I think uh, Doctor Strange 2 everything gets fixed. Yeah, and... Uh, well, they're they not fixed, but... They do use the word multiverse a couple times, so that's also... I'm like, oh, they're, this is definitely going to go right into Doctor yeah. Strange. I mean, because the only one... I think we're going to get a lot of the main story being this whole, at least right now, being based on the multiverse and magic and shit like that, because I think Scarlet Witch is going to jump in right. as this phoenix-like character for lack of a better term from like the x-men to have this overly powered character that has all this energy and power doesn't really know how to use it kind of starts honing in on it and then is able to use it for some good um but yeah i'm very excited how was the judge in the show. I forget what her name is, but... Oh, is she a popular actress? She looked kind of familiar. Um, she's not a hugely popular actress, but her character is tied to the one, the only time-traveling champion of the multiverse, Kang the Conqueror. Oh, for sure. So she, at one point, marries in the comics. So What's again, her character's name, do you know? I forget what it is. But it's some dumb like future thing name. But in this I think. Kang uh, story, is she also does she still work for the TVA? She works for the TVA, I believe. And it's um, yeah. So because here's the thing with Kang Conqueror, there's a million variations, and he probably 
there is uh I know Easter egg spottings of they throw they show a three guy statue that's maybe behind the judge or something. Yeah, that's the one, one of those faces on it is they think it's Kang. Gotcha. Because oh, hell yeah. It has this kind of squared off the thing with Kang is him being such a time traveler, there's him him looking Egyptian, him looking Roman, him looking like he's from four th- year four thousand. Like there's a million variations. So it's really a very open to interpretation type thing. It kind of gives me the vibes of uh Ragnarok when you see the tower flying into that the trash planet. Yes. And it has allegedly has um the horse face Thor. Why am I Oh th- uh that is uh Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill. Also I think it's Ares or an I think it's Ares is on there as well. Yeah. And then speculation of one other person, but it's like I I think the Kang thing has a lot more room to grow because Kang has been cast and confirmed for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Who's it going to be? It is shit. I forget his name. He's a black guy, but he has like a very he's kind of like a character actor. Nick Cannon. It's Nick Cannon. That's who's coming in. He's wiling out in someone time. Men- someone mentioned his name the other day. They were singing that song. I'm a gigolo spending lots of dough. Whoa. I was like, I forgot that was a thing. I forgot that Nick Cannon was a person, and it's all flooding back to me. Yeah, Nick Cannon got like, uh, yeah, canceled, canceled for yeah. I think he was like, he was saying some pretty like foul stuff about like Judaism and just like Jewish people in general. Yeah, that's a big no no. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it was. First off, it was he was swept up in he had a guest on the show. And got swept up. Wild and what? No, it was on his pod. Yeah, it was on Wild. And it, it, they went into no, like a he, bunch he, of anti-Semite bits on yeah. Wilding Out. It's like the whole rap totally thing. Un- unprovoked. What, but he was hosting another show. Yeah, he did uh, Mass Singer or some. Yeah. Oh, he did America's Got Talent. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he had a guest on who Podcast. was who was wild and, and out. Yeah, he was wild and out, and he got to the rap version of it and. He went crazy. But, Yikes. Um, but speaking of, real quick, Beta Ray Bill bringing up, don't forget Kevin Feige. We, uh, free, we were just tossing this one to you. It's not going to be free, though. This idea that Will Arnett for Beta Ray Bill, a la his chops from BoJack Horseman. He's just Whoa. perfect. I think we it's, brought it up on one other episode. For it. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's just a uh, cash grab right there, man. <laughs> Make sure we get a slice, though. Um, what was I going to say? So getting about Kang the Conqueror. And yeah, we- so we do have a confirmed Kang the Conqueror. The guy playing him, like I said, he's like a very he has a very square jaw, um, like a character actor, black guy who it, as soon as I saw him, I was like, Wow. I, I IMDB him. I yeah, I was gonna say I could not have thought of someone better that you're like, dude, good on you guys for finding like these kind of more hidden gems and like because they know, here's the thing, they have to put money into that. Actor-wise, you mean? Or? Yeah, yeah, they have to put money into finding these, not lesser-known actors, but people who aren't like block, but Robert Downey Jr. right now. You know what I mean? People who demand like yeah, all this somewhere. insane money. 
Have we got an answer on them? Uh, oh no, not yet. I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Quantumania, right? Yeah, Quantumania. Yeah, so I, I dig the Ant Man movies, and mostly because I mean they're very visually pleasing. Yeah, and I like them because they're kind of almost like little one shots. Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors. Uh, he looks kind of familiar. What was he in? Uh, oh, White Boy Rick. I think I, actually I think I saw that one. Oh, that's about that dude from Cleveland. Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Which but, is but he like definitely Cleveland. did some business here in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that guy I think is going to do an amazing job. The Ant-Man movies are, yeah, they're almost like side stories to me. Yeah. Because a lot of them don't, at the moment, They it's like they have these little side stories that you're like, kind of, oh, whatever, you're trying to shrink, blah, 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 quantums, this and that. And then all of a sudden, that's like the biggest part of the biggest movie they've done to date is like the science from ant-man is what created time travel so exactly and that's you know he's a very big linchpin in it all of course so let's get to uh owen wilson's character mobius yes so mobius and mobius yeah do you, do you know much about the character did you read up on him a lot there's not a whole lot on mobius and mobius from my understanding and it's it, there's not a whole lot on the time variance, to be honest, and I think that a lot of it is just kind of hit or miss random storyline stuff. Because I think in comics, time travel is a really difficult yes. thing to do, and there's um, a bunch of things that a bunch of people that do it already. There's Exiles, and there's Fantastic Four, and there's people who have already explained a lot of it. To have like a fully, at least in comics, fully time travel arc, it's difficult because there's so much to work around. Where I think now they get to make a lot of the rules. Well, and so, yeah, and I think someone definitely kind of cherry picked this character because, yeah, he's not super well known. Yeah. From what I read, um, he first showed up in Fantastic Four uh, yep. in the 90s. They were p- being prosecuted for time travel, you know, so yeah. pretty straightforward. And then also, speaking of Kang, it says here, um, he attempted to recapture the Fantastic Four, helped him demonstrate his value by seeking employment with the Kang Dynasty in Chronopolis. So he was trying to work for Kang, apparently. Yeah, I mean, so well, like I said, said, yeah, it's it's already that's like it's gonna happen. Yeah, you're gonna see Kang show up. Well, that's really that's really fucking awesome, man. I'm interested to see if, whether we get the actual Kang the Conqueror at all in this series, because I don't think they necessarily need it. I think hinting at it's just fine. Or if Kang, for a period of time, becomes our new Thanos. So, um, and then real quick, like I said, he first showed up on Fantastic Four. It's Fantastic Four 353. And so he was created by Walter Simonson, um, who did a lot of Thor. And uh, he does this cover on Fantastic And all the penciling, I think, yeah. Oh, my God, he wrote it, too. Damn, I didn't know he did a Fantastic Four run. I definitely want to read that. Because, like, everyone talks about his Thor run, but it's like, dude, I don't really want to read Thor books. Like, I just can't. But I know he's a great writer and artist. I really, I think he would like this art style. It's, like, kind of wiry. It's pretty neat. Um, I was going to say, Thor, to me, the comic, at least, it just has, I'm not that interested in the mythological aspect of it. And all that Asgard Asgard stuff is just a little too dated, almost, for me. Um... But what was I gonna say? But 
I think that Fantastic Four is obviously like a way more tangible thing, at least in my mind. And did you see the picture of Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth? No, I did not. Is that from the set of the new movie? Yeah, they just finished rapping. So Thor Love and Thunder is officially in the edit bay. Okay. Good to hear, man. I mean, as as much as we just got done knocking Thor books, but you know, just a little little dense I mean, reading. This the the movies, I mean, especially the last one was good. Very the, good. What Taika's done with the Thor franchise, I think is just like complete game changer. Has he got to play a character? Like did he sneak in there at all at any time in the Marvel uh Taika Waititi? Yeah, as far as a, a role? He plays Korg. That's right. Okay. I, kn- I knew there was he, someone, yeah. He plays Korg. Who everyone loves. It, it's just nice because it's like, to me, they have like a cool guy corner of directors at least where it's like the Russo brothers, James Gunn, and Taika Waititi. I'm just like, yeah, that's like, I feel like that those dudes have made a lot of things that I'm like, yep, I love all of this. Okay, also I want to get back to real quick is the Flamingo. It's Eduardo Flamingo from this bat from one of the Batman villains. This picture of him, dude, I got to show you. He literally is like, has, he looks like Prince, except the motorcycle he's on is not purple. It's pink. Hell yeah, his dude. Coat. And, and doesn't he wear like that dumb shit that bull fighters wear That's almost? what it looks like, yeah. But he's like got Mat- his, his bike is like parked on top of Batman and Robin. But he's like literally just doing the same exact pose as Prince on the cover of Purple Rain. Dude, he's sick. This is this picture is sick, dude. And I'm, I swear he does something. He has some kind of weird, like fetishy thing going on. Right. He España. It's from Ibiza. Right. He looks. He looks like it. He looks like he's been raving for several days. I like to kill people like Batman, <laughs> and I also go to Ibiza and take ecstasy. <laughs> the ecstasy pill. And it helps me fight the Batman. That's really fun to say with an accent. Ecstasy? Ecstasy. <laughs> I go down to Ibiza. I listen dude, to oh, dude, even better. His first appearance was Batman 666. Should we do a Flamingo episode? I would love a Flamingo episode. First appearance, Batman 666, July 2007. Hell yeah, So he's dude. a relatively new character. Yeah, and 666s. That's the devil, dude. The, the, the cover is just like a mansion on fucking fire. You probably don't know this, but in hell... The devil fire. just has like a bunch of six six sixes hanging up because he thinks they're cool. Yeah, he's I mean, like, yeah, this is cool. It started somewhere. I'll tell you exactly where it started. <laughs> it started in the Roman Empire, okay, where six 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 in like uh, Roman numerals represents Nero, hands down the worst tyrant or top five worst tyrants of like all time. Who completely fucking destroyed Rome. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's why it's 666 is because it represents Rome in ancient Rome. And then got translated into Roman numerals and becomes 666. Okay. All right. Well, dude, the more you know, guys. Yeah, there was a a lot of stuff they uh, took for the devil was when Rome was pretty much falling and they were like, Dude, you know who seems like the devil? Nero. Yeah, let's just go with that guy. He, this guy. I mean, he. They always say history is all about scapegoats. Or someone's always looking for a scapegoat. There's a lot of things that I don't know if necessary. Like he might. Is there such thing as a justified scapegoat? Um. Yeah. Because that's probably what he is. Because he did play the fiddle while he watched the, 
like the capital burn. Turn the other turn the other cheek. He was like, dude, this is fun. Um what any more flamingo info? His hair is pink. <laughs> He's a assassin, right? He was invented by dude with them. Of course. Grant Morrison and uh Andy Kubert. Oh, you know what? This is probably that Grant Morrison run that I think was supposed to be like a crazy amount of issues. And then did he do that Animal Man you were reading, or is that a different? He did Animal Man number one. That was his first publication. That I'm not sure if he did the Animal Man's that I have. I think this is a different one. This is uh, Animal Man volume one number one. Interesting. Yeah. Um. No, I think Graham Morrison was supposed to do like a crazy run on Batman, and then was it? I keep wanting to say Joe King, but that's not it. Are you joking? <laughs> um, who can you see who did that? Fuck. Tom King. Okay. Tom King picked up this run and did a crazy amount of issues that I think started off really well, but then you just keep writing a book for so long. And I think you just end up getting convoluted in your own head. Yeah. You start over analyzing things. Especially a book like Batman, where you want to have all these twists and turns to it, it's like it gets difficult to keep everything clear. He did a Batman Catwoman wedding type thing, um, and then he fell off, and now they're they're back on track. Um, he did he did a lot of Batman. It's Grant Morrison or Tom King? Grant Morrison. Yeah, Grant Morrison loves loves him some Batman's. Batman and Son, Batman and Robin, Batman Must Die. He's done it all, baby. Did ba- do you think Batman Must Die came out the same time that Romeo, Romeo Must Die? Yeah, it was a really popular title. Like you structure. know, you know, in two movies, Batman Incorporated. What the hell is that? It is Batman started the storyline. I believe is Batman started a bunch of outlets in other countries. Okay, so it's just. I don't know. Yeah, he did the that recent this 2007 run of Batman for a while from 655 all the way to uh oh shit to like 670 something. So he did it for a while. Actually, I think he did it. Oh wow, he did it all the way to 702. So okay. he went like 50 bucks with that. That's a good. That's respect. Yeah, 40, 50 bucks. I mean, even like Chris Claremont, God bless him. But I mean, he wrote uh, X Men for a long time, and he had people helping him, obviously. But like. Those those stories, yeah, convoluted is the perfect word for Dude, it. They got kind of crazy. It, yeah, it's it's hard to keep a story like that fresh with the same writer just because it becomes your baby in so much of a way. And I think you also just start like grasping at straws to a degree where you're like, uh, and then this happens and someone's like what, dude? And he's like, no, remember that guy <laughs> from 22 issues ago? And you're like, no, no, <laughs> no one. You did, we cut his line. <laughs> he doesn't even speak in the book. Right. Um, he's, on the, he's on the cutting room floor. Yeah. It's funny. I, I complain about the same thing with TV shows, sitcoms, like, especially like I'm big Simpsons fans. Like, oh, or like Family Guy. You know, oh, it was great when they had these writers. Like, why did they ever get rid of them? And it's like. Well, I probably would have got sick of them at some point. It, so it's a, probably a good thing they got some new people. And in here's there. the thing: is that system works two ways. Of the better way is that you get sick of it, and you are able to leave on good terms. That way, in the future, 
it's easier to come back, this, that, and the other. Or you work on different shows. Yeah, the bad way to do it is definitely them telling you, hey, man, get out of here. Your shit is no longer good. Because then you've lost all leverage to be like, you know, if Conan wants to come back and write on The Simpsons, yeah, come on in the writer's room, man. You know, there's people that are have written for those shows that I'm sure if they're like, yeah, I want to come in and like just write a write couple an episode, episodes. Yeah, they're not going to be like, mm, I don't know. It's like, yeah, obviously, come on through, man. And because a lot of those shows, the writers are are some people that you've like heard of. Yeah, but then the, some shows, it's like they're they are not the same without them. So like Futurama is said to be like the smartest show ever because like they had the most degrees among them, like most PhDs. Really? Like any? Yeah, like of any like I think regular sitcom, definitely animated sitcom of all time. That's pretty like, insane. Like six out of nine of them had like PhDs and shit. That's a pretty wild. Yeah, they always say it was like one of the smartest writing rooms and the best talent. I mean, Billy West and uh, Maurice LaMarche. I mean, Phil Lamar. So all those guys. This is a good segue into the other conversation we wanted. To I was gonna say big, big conversation or big question. When it came back, was it different staff? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, well, I, that I don't know. All I know is I just didn't. It wasn't the same. I agree. It really wasn't. But. You know, it, I was glad I got another shot because people wanted more episodes. I'm like, all right, yeah, we'll put it on Comedy Central and we'll give it a shot. How? Here, right. here was the problem. Uh, it, uh, there was too much, um, like, long storyline. There was, like, three-part yep. episodes and shit. Because like, they did, I remember I like they that. did some movies. Yes, and that's what those, those movies are just those episodes. Together. Lumped together. Yeah. Um, how do you, it's a nice little question, eh? How do you feel about shows the popularity of shows getting saved now like the and not the popularity maybe but like even just the uptick in like the possibility of with the internet and shit and with so many streaming services for shows to just be like all right nbc canceled us boom we're gonna go do three more seasons on netflix yeah so it is interesting and that's actually a really great question you know a lot it, it just depends on the situation obviously so, like, the big people that did that for a while, I just listened to a podcast about it, about adults. Adult Swim did that. Okay. So, like, shows like even, like, I didn't know this about uh, Home Movies, which is, to me, yeah. a classic. Uh, only ran for, like, four or five episodes on, U- I think it was, like, UPN or something. And they were, like, as ah, dumb. And Adult Swim's like, we'll take it. Yeah. Like, and, like, so that. And then even, like, uh, when they were showing Family Guy reruns, that got them back on the air for, for Family Guy. Family and Guy. the DVD sales were, like, crazy. Yeah, uh, which is something you never have anymore. Yeah, Futurama. No, I know. It's even like, so what was the the most recent one now is, was it Tuca and Birdie, which I haven't watched. Oh, that was a show on Netflix that got canceled, and it's going to be on Adult Swim now. Really? So, yeah, I mean. I so do adult, know. So it's like Adult Swim is good at it, I've noticed. That's one trend I've seen. But when it's like, yeah, um, or if it's if it's to wrap up a show. So like my favorite, Venture Brothers. It's like half confirmed that there are going to be like there's going to be like a finale. Okay. So that's like yes, it's getting brought back, but it's getting back to like put a nice little bow on it because the fans to deserve do. it. Well, because I was going to say I was watching, which actually is kind of comic book loosely related, was um, Lucifer. Yeah, you were into that show. Yeah. Was I want to say it was on Fox. It's on HBO now, right? It's on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think Netflix is doing they're gearing up for like the back half of like a final season on it. But I think they did two or three seasons. That's and the thing. If it, if it has, like, an ending, it's usually yeah. a good thing. Well, and also it was, like, um, it's been trending on there for the past, like, 
two and a half weeks. People like it. And it's like, I've, I watched it. I rewatched the show just because it's an easy binge show where it's pretty police procedural with kind of a overarching storyline that, you know, pretty fast and loose. It's funny. There's some action. And yeah, you get that little bit of like, who done it type thing. But when it got canceled, I was like, yeah, that probably makes sense. This show really doesn't need. And then everyone just signs a petition and Netflix is like, all right, let's fucking go get it. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, if it's for creative sake, like, that's awesome. But it's like, usually it's just because so, someone wants to make some dough, which I get. But And I think it all, like, there are certain shows that, that they've always, like, Firefly. Everyone always wanted Firefly back. That show went on for a while. No, Firefly was just uh, one season. Oh, I thought. I thought that was one of those shows that came back. Oh, no, that one ended up. They had up, a movie, though. They had a movie and one season, I think. But it's like, you guys know when you bring it back, it's, imagine it was like a dog that you used to play with as a kid. When you bring it back, the dog's old now, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. everything's old now. And it's just like, trying to bring back, I thought they were legit bringing friends back. Right, but it was just the reunion episode. Yeah, which watched it, stupid. Ugh, yeah, I didn't hear great things. Um, it's, it's funny, speaking of Family Guy, it's like that Family Guy where they say Chris is dying so they can get that TV show back. Yeah. Their favorite show, Gumble That's, to Gumble. That is really... Because Family Guy was such a huge runaway success Yeah, that I think people... I believe every, it was canceled twice. I'm like 90% sure it was literally it canceled twice. It might have been, twice. yeah. Um. Even is American Dad still on? Uh, yeah, that that ended up same thing. TBS went to TBS. Um, it's not the same. I think they're still making new episodes though. I've always been a big American Dad fan. You know what? I I love. American I a Dad. thousand percent oh, man. believe that American Dad is undoubtedly better than Family Guy. Yeah, and it's funny like. So uh, the guys that made Rick and Morty have that solar opposite show on Hulu. And I wanted to dislike it so bad, but I'm watching I'm like, oh, this is like the American dad to Rick and Morty. And it's actually funny. So, oh, is it really yeah, good? It's good? Yeah, It's not really good, but it's definitely funny. It's enjoyable. There's a lot of real fun. Like the best, the, my favorite part about it is there's like side stories going on with uh, the one alien kid keeps shrinking people. Just like adults that are mean to him. He just shrinks some, puts it in his pocket and he has like his giant terrarium for him. But the terrarium has like different levels and like classes and societies. And there's like a guy that rules everything and then they overthrow him. And it's actually like really interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. like invested, like you get invested in like these like tiny little people in this terrarium. You're like, What's he done? Oh, it's, oh, it's, and then there's like, there's some like emotional stuff too. Damn, like, dude, I might have to, I've been looking for something new to watch. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Tom Middle, Thomas Middleditch does the voice yeah. of the other alien. And then, like, the one thing I had to get over, though, is Justin Rowland, who does Rick and Morty, does the main alien voice. And it sounds a lot like Rick. Uh, and it takes a while to get over. Not a while, but, like, you know, you do start to notice, oh, it is different, whatever. Yeah. And it didn't bother me after, like, the first two episodes. I'll be honest. I've not watched a ton of Rick and Morty. Oh, so maybe so it'll be fresh I'm almost wondering, because, like I said, watch Rick and Morty. Very good. Then the world just got its paws on it, and I was just like, I just didn't have a desire to watch it, and it was also not on anything streaming that I had. So I was like, I'm, I was at a point where I'm like, I'm not going to hunt down to yeah. watch. Like, people would bring up clips, and I'd be like, oh, I'll just like look at, like look at the clip. And they're like, dude, you couldn't understand the clip if you didn't see the episode. And I'm like, hey, guess what? Then is it that good? <laughs> I bet, I bet I can. Yeah. I bet I don't need the whole, like, I know how deep you think it is, 
I bet I can get this like offhanded reference. Oh yeah, joke. you can put the pieces together. That yeah. So, so I'm excited for that polar solar opposites. Solar opposites. Yeah, it's funny. They're like basically they're aliens. They're stranded on Earth because their planet like blew up. And, okay. Uh, but it's funny. So this is actually a good segue also to like. So we obviously watch a lot of things that are just based off of existing intellectual IP, properties, yeah. and they're great. But it's like, so when will it come to the point? Like, is this is just this the new norm in Hollywood? Are they really just going to recycle everything, bring shows back that have been canceled for five years, and just? I think uh, so. I think there is because everyone always just gets down on like comic book stuff, and I think it's an easy example. But I think it's a great example of we have been stealing not stealing they have been reinterpreting previous ip for a really long time it's been like 20 years now but but i do think it's been since forever oh well, yeah but now, now it's a lot i i think now it's more noticeable because these movies are a lot bigger it's the majority and it's more things now like oh marvel comic books my mom and dad know what it is yeah where it's like back then it's like oh if you don't know who mario puzo is you're like, oh, what's the Godfather? Or, you know what I mean? It won't catch them as easily. Well, my thing is, too, is like, so think about, and we talk about getting new people into Hollywood. We talk about actors, but think about the writers. Like, so what, all these new writers, just their first day on the job in L.A., it's like, all right, I'm just going to write about something that someone else wrote about 30 years ago. Yeah. Like, where are the fresh ideas? Are there going to be any I think they're. Any? I think they will start bringing fresh ideas. I think it is, I think they're, it's hard now because you have such a huge varying degree between big movie theater movies, which is so such a small number, especially now, and then just like a lot of like art films and like things that get released on this streaming service or that streaming service that is are really good, and that is where I think a lot of these other big brands are like, oh, yeah, we saw that. Yeah. They're like, we know no one else saw that. Well, oh yeah, but like, it's almost like you made me a, you made me a one point three million dollar audition tape as a director. We saw it, thought it was great. Basically, bumped you up to the minors on working at some random studio, and we're like, you did good on that one too. And here's this, you know, half a billion dollar movie. Go have fun and make it. And they're like, because a lot of these people making these movies are big fans of this stuff, too. No, and don't get me wrong. I t totally get that. So it's like those people, yeah. I think, are drawn more to that. But it is hard to find. There's no, like, no one's, like, sitting down in front of the, the keyboard and going, all right, what when's inspiration going to hit? I think shows you get it a lot more now. Because yeah. there are, like, original shows that I've watched that I'm like, oh, this, like, rips. But you can get away with, I think you kind of briefly touched on it, that, like, it can be something already existing that you didn't know that existed. Like, so... Perfect example, when that movie came out with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, A Star is yeah. Born. I'm like, oh, that seems like a cool, fresh idea. Apparently, it was the third time yeah. this movie was oh, being yeah. made. Oh, yeah, they make that movie, like, every decade. Yeah, I was like, wait, the third time? Are you kidding me? Yeah. and it, But it that is a big point to it of, again, to go back to... But they th played me. I was like, yeah. oh, I thought it was a fresh idea. They, you know, they didn't get my money, but... But I think it's even the... To go back to Thor, it's like from Thor 1, it's like, yeah, if you saw that movie, I don't blame anyone who's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to watch any more of these. Oh, yeah. This is really fucking dumb. But then it's like to get someone to be like, hey, I promise you, let's watch Thor Ragnarok. It's going to be a lot different. 
And it's like, yeah, once those things get in like other people's hands, you're kind of here's a good example of this. And someone who's been doing it a lot, especially with more indie comic stuff or just, I guess just not big too, but Seth Rogen. Okay. How you feeling about, because he's been making his, not interpretations, but I know he did Preacher. Yeah. Um, he did Future Man. He did Future Man. He is moving on to Ninja Turtles now. Really? Animated or live action? Live action. They already did that, though, twice. And, I mean, they did it three times before that, too. Well, I meant, like, uh, I, incarnations. Yeah. But it's like, I'm wondering, I think you could do a good one. A Michael Bay one is obviously not. Dude, that movie, those movies were, were fine. They, they were actually pretty serviceable. They're completely serviceable. I do agree with that. Yeah. If it's on TV, I might even watch a little bit yeah. of it. But at the same time, it's a very Transformers in some way. It's like how it's I always same, say it's a filter. It's exactly there. Michael Bay obviously has a filter right Zack next Snyder. to the Zack Snyder yeah. filter where you're just like, nice, dude. I know how to make this look like you. Yeah. So that's the good question, too. What What's the next uh, big IP that Michael Bay is going to get his grubby little hands on? Man, like Thundercats or some shit. Can you imagine? What? Okay, so here is a. Because honestly, I will die on this. That Transformers One rips. Oh, yeah, it's a great movie. Like I completely. Uh, Bad Boys Two, great movie. Yeah, that is like a that's a classic. Um, so Michael Bay has for like all the dog shit that he has done, he has done like good stuff. What would you like to see him get his hands on? Right. I, I mean, like, Thundercats would be kind of Thundercats cool. would be kind of cool. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to picture that filter and how what it would look good on. Power you know? Rangers isn't a bad one. Who who did that last one? Because that one was not good. Well, I think it's owned by Saban. Yes. And I think Saban is, like, a very... He's kind of... He's like the dude who used to own um, the movie rights to... Avi Ahmed, okay, who yeah. used to own the Spider-Man rights. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, Spider-Man just had, like, weird issues on stuff. Like, that's why Green Goblin's a robot. Because he's like, no one would ever watch a movie with a goblin in it. Oh, you mean, like, just the face mask? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so these movies get people attached to them. Who are just unwilling to change things. I think they did try that, though. I feel like I saw, like, a rubber-type mask. They did. Yeah. Oh, they definitely did. Because uh, I've seen that. It's like an animatronic one. And it would have been sick. Yeah. But it's also, like, now. That would, goblin mask was scary. The one that Willem Dafoe wears. The There's something about the, like, the mech suit-looking costume of them that always just... It throws me off. I thought it was. I thought it was very like villainy, you know. I thought it was a good villainy vibe. Like it was a scary mask, but I always had the thought of like him putting it on. You're just like, what? Why would you put this mask on? Yeah, it just seems so goofy that you. I always think about really dumb things. Like I'm always like, if I was a villain, the one it, thing that was weird, the little screen, you can always like see his mouth. Yeah, moving like that's kind of weird. Like it, it's stuff like that, or even like why if I was a villain fighting the Power Rangers. You just shoot them while they're morphing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duh. They have to stop and do this. This takes like 10 seconds. Yeah, that movie was not great, the new one. I for Oh, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. I think I rented it on like PlayStation. And oh, it, was not, it wasn't very good. 
There is a sick satisfaction I get from renting a movie. Like on a street, like on a like on any kind, like even if I'm had, blockbuster back in the day going to the store. Now it's like yeah, getting something on Amazon. I'm like renting this movie. I'm about to gear up. Yeah, for it's like three bucks. It's like, it's cheaper now than it was back then. Like new releases at Blockbuster back then were like four bucks and a like four and a quarter. Oh yeah. Now you can rent a movie for two ninety nine. Yeah, and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. I can't believe red boxes are still around. I know people that still use the red box. I, I believe I, it. I, I used a red box a couple years ago, not recently. I've, I've used one. Here's my thing. Once I take a red box out, it never, never back. goes back. Oh, man. You probably used to have all the late fees back in the day. Oh, don't yeah. they just charge your card like for the movie, like 10 bucks? Yeah. They just, you just buy the movie. Yeah. It's like, I think at a certain point, they're just like, whatever, man. I love that you can buy replacement cases from the machine. Yeah. Like if you lose it, so you just put it back in and then return it. But it's a dollar. It's that whole... Who is the person that services those machines? I don't know, man. Like, is that guy just cover? Like, they have two guys, and they're like, all right, what side of the Mississippi do you want? There's just two guys There's for the whole country? There's just two guys for the whole country that service two, those. You're doing it for that job. Well, it's a lot of driving. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't mind a couple of car rides. I know a great podcast. You're going to... Threads and Dreads. I, I hope you love going to drugstores. Yeah. Drug stores and grocery stores. Yeah, here, servicing that everyone's touched. The whole town is touched. And also, you're just like, oh, I guess I got to go put the new movies in. Yeah. But you get first dibs on the new releases, man. It's like the one thing that they... How did that system work that they got? Because I'm sure it's rentals everywhere get... Hard copy rentals everywhere get early release. Well, uh, so Drug Mart, speaking of drugstores, Drug Mart literally just stopped renting movies. Really? Like, a, like, a, like last week. And they're just selling all of them. But they did. Do they, they have any they cool ones? They did that ones? for a while. They never really have any good. They, they're probably all gone now, but like they've always sold like discount bin movies. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, like there's probably some decent movies that they're going to sell or already sold. I don't. I don't even. I don't need movies. I don't know why. I asked you would. That. You would always go to Blockbuster because where I, I grew up, right over there. Yeah. And like, what if you know if Blockbuster's out of the movie? Oh, maybe Drug Mart has it, and they never did. I because you're not the only one that had that idea. I was gonna say, yeah, I do remember that combo of that Blockbuster Drug Mart being very close together. Yeah. I used to hit. There was one that was on the corner of our, like Mun or something, or on 150th. Not the and family it, video. It. Yeah, it was before that. It's like. Caddy corner to where that family video is. Oh, there was is. a blockbuster there. There used to just be like a million different. It was like mammoth movies. It was oh, this yeah. and that. It was those like, were still around. Yeah, when I was a, a, a lot boy. of those like died out and like the like when blockbuster came around. Um, but yeah, these were always like small ones, and then yeah, they opened the the family video. Yes, which I love that because as the porno section, family does. Yeah. Not not these other CD stores. No, they had it. They had one. They definitely had that. And then they also started selling CBD. And I was just like, "Damn, dude, this is like such a sick family video store yeah. where I buy my porn and CBD at to just really." Yeah, you know relax. they were struggling at that point. When I saw the, uh, you know, we sell yeah. CBD. I was like, "Ooh, they've seen better days." It's, oh my god! And here's the thing: I don't trust any of that. Any of this CBD from like just like gas stations that you're just like. Do you have, like, a bunch of really shitty joints rolled up back there? What's going on here? They sell, like, jars of the bud. I didn't even realize there was CBD bud. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they were selling a jar of weed at the liquor store. I was like, the fuck? You're like, um, what's happening right now? It'll make you feel all tingly. Or I what, don't know uh, what it does. What, um, what are you about to read for 
next week here, bud. Coming up, I'm going to wrap up sw- the Alan Moore Swamp thing that I've been reading. Okay. The, the dramatic conclusion. Do you want to re- borrow Kingdom Come? I do, yeah. Um, we're running out of time. We should definitely talk about Kingdom Come next week. So, yeah. yeah, I'll read it. We'll, we can definitely talk about that. A beautifully drawn book from I'm, Alex uh, Ross. So I'm who, tra- who does the writing on that? Is that? It might be Alex Ross as he, well. No, he writes as well? Yeah. Man, those are always the best guys. Walt Simonson we just mentioned. Yeah. Grant was, Morrison. Them doing that, I think, just gives you such control. Yes. over the story, how it looks, the vibe of it, and you get your full intention between like the art and the words. But um I'm trying to figure out somewhere I kind of wish I could just like rent graphic novels, but I don't library. Lakewood Library? Yep. They got Dude, I went to Fairview Library and it was fucking but cheeks. They have a lot a lot at Lakewood Library. Okay. That's actually how I was able to read a lot of original Batman stories. I read the first like 20 books because they had them in a collection. A whole volume. That, bo- that golden uh, age book yeah. is like $150. And it's also a book that honestly... Oh, and the stories aren't great. W- yeah, once you read them, you're like, cool. Yeah, I if I paid $150 for this, all it is is a... I hope the fucking cover is amazing because it's going to get shown the, and I'm probably never going to touch they it. They do look really cool. They're nice hard covers. Yeah. They're actually very slick. But it's like, yeah, once you read it, it doesn't. I would much rather read Long Halloween. Do you have, um, do you have a Lakewood Library card? Oh no, can't you just sign up? Oh yeah, duh, it's the library. Anyone can get a card. I, yeah, I feel like. Are you a member, dude? I Are feel you? like. Oh, I wonder, do you have to live in the city? Probably. Just use someone else's. Yeah, I'll give you mine. <laughs> B- boom. I still, I've, I've had the same library card since like kindergarten. And it's like falling apart. And I was like, do you want a new one? I'm like, no, man, this is like sentimental. You're man. like, this is the perfect so one. Yeah, it was at the top of my street, man. I used to read a lot of books. Now Dude, I just read late? comics. Um, that will... Fuck, what was I going to say? Dude, that library rips, though. I remember playing Pajama Sam in the basement. Okay. It's a computer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that little computer lab down there. Oh, this is a funny story real quick before we wrap up. I went there one time to the library, and I wanted to rent Roller Coaster Tycoon. They had PC games that you could check out. But they also had an area where you could just play them, and it was like literally a little, like, kids. I remember that, yeah. But this was, like, I was in high school at the time, and I knew the kid that was working there in the kids' section. I was like, hey, man, I wanted to rent, uh, or I wanted to get uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. He's like, you want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon? I'm like, well, yeah, I want to play. That's why I want to rent it. And he's like, well, I didn't say that, but I was just like, yes. So then he brought me back to this little computer room with like all these like six and seven year olds like playing computer games. And you're like, yeah, dude. And the woman, the woman, and a woman came over. Like he just left me in there. And then this like sweet librarian lady was like, so which, which game did you want to play? I'm like, oh, I don't want to like play it here. Yeah. I want to play it at my house. Yeah. I'm taking this home. Yeah. I don't want anyone to see me in this here. This one, is not good. This one's to go. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to get a couple of books read. I'll definitely watch Loki. We'll have two episodes of Loki. So is it going to be Wednesdays? Week. It's Wednesday nights. Um, Sweet. Yeah, and we're back with the shows, dude. It's summer session. You know, spring cleaning's done. Took the week off, and now we're back in summer sesh. We are back. And if you guys want to hear anything in specific, message us at Instagram. Let us know. Threads and Dreads Pod on IG. Boom. And if you want to hear some more episodes where we get a little extra saucy on them. Go to patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. We got a whole bunch up there. There's some good ones. There's one where you're particularly slurry. You're you're gonna love it. Um but yeah, as always, thank you for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.